0: Hello and welcome to the Comedians Outlook podcast. I'm Luke Anthony, and for this episode I'm joined by Lorraine Hoodless. Lorraine is at the top of a corporate game in the corporate world. But due to a a promotion she decided to take up a stand-up comedy. And I'll let her tell you all about why in this episode. What made you turn to comedy? I mean you come from a successful corporate job. Yeah. You know, you're obviously doing very well in in like a, a corporate career I just wonder what drove you to comedy in the first place.
1: Good question. So essentially my whole working life has been in sales or training, sales training. Um, So I used to do a huge amount of face-to-face training where I was standing up essentially and deliver into a room full of people. Now that I've kind of progressed into a higher role, that means I'm doing a huge amount of strategy and not so much uh, presenting. And of course where am I going to fill that gap? The answer of course was comedy. So um, kind of looking at what I love doing um, I knew that I needed to have some sort of performance in my life somehow. So great career progression means that I'm not doing the thing that I love. Therefore, I've turned to comedy to fill that gap.
0: So when, when you're doing like sales talks and stuff or mm-hmm. seminars for people to, mm-hmm. to grow in sales, I, I imagine it's slightly different to... Like a TED talk, because with sales you need to become this personality that people like, and mm-hmm. potentially have to be quite funny when you're delivering those talks. So, how similar was was like doing like a talk like that or a workshop like that, and then actually doing stand-up?
1: So, in terms of transferable skills, I shall call them from a corporate point of view (laughs) huge I learned so much in the corporate world so I've been kind of working for a large pharmaceutical company for over 20 years which is astonishing to me Um, and essentially stayed with the same one so that shows you like how committed I am to to that role Um, and as I said I come from a sales background which was sometimes presentation more often than not in a one-to-one environment um, talking to people about different products Um, In the training role, however, um, I could be delivering uh, delivering presentations to up to 200, 500 people, um, down to training individuals um, on specific things. Um, So a huge range of um, different types of presentation, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, And in terms of how that differs, well, clearly you're not swearing Well, sometimes you're not swearing in a corporate environment, you're in the job, uh, that wouldn't be seen as a very good thing to do. Um, But also you're not trying to be funny. You're trying to impart knowledge or facilitate um, people's learning. So it is a bit different um, from what you're doing in terms of stand-up comedy. But that's been the huge challenge and the interesting part about taking up stand-up.
0: And how's it filled that gap?
1: Yeah, definitely. And more so because it's allowed me to be um, creative um, in terms of writing. So that's something that I've really enjoyed doing. Um, Coming up with topics, figuring out joke structure, understanding how to make people laugh, basically.
0: So in the same way that you construct and build like a... Like a sales pitch or a, mm-hmm. and, or a workshop or some training, mm-hmm. you for that I get I imagine you also deconstruct like the skills around that. So the the actual construction and the engineering of of stand up comedy is equally interests you as much as like actually performing it.
1: For sure, and um, I think what's really quite interesting is I'm just I'm still really new. I've only been going like six months. And when I'm listening back or watching back to some of the performances that I've done, I'm now able to go, oh, well, that worked here because... Or actually, that joke gets a lot of laughs because... And I'm able to understand why a lot more now and therefore replicate or um, use the same sort of formula or, you know, deconstruct that formula and use it in a different way. So that's been good.
0: When when we first got in contact and we approached each other about this podcast mm-hmm. you told me that <laughs> this is where your your past comes back to haunt you <laughs> oh dear no. um, when you, you you told me about your job and mm-hmm. on which I initially and internally assumed that that would be a great source of like material mm-hmm. what is the catalyst to your jokes what what where do you get the inspiration to write your jokes or write your, your set of material?
1: Um, always keep a notepad with me. Um, or you've always got your phone at any way to yeah. voice record anything, anything really mm. has, um, inspired me to kind of write a joke. But, mm. um, my kind of key jokes when I first started were around, uh, being an auntie. Um, and some okay. of the conversations I had with her, um, which are hilarious. Oh, my God. She's just an absolute beautiful little soul, but she asks the most awkward questions. like Your,
0: your niece? Is yeah, it? yeah.
1: Where's my baby? Uh, why aren't you married? These kind of things. Oh, okay. Um, so that, you know, she's flipping <laughs> goldmine. So, um, yeah. Um, other things that I've been writing about lately um, have been around the environment. Um, okay. A little bit about politics but not a light touch, not too heavy.
0: I try to avoid politics myself on stage.
1: But it's so funny. It is
0: really funny. It's I like so to laugh funny. at it, I think. Yeah. It is really funny. It's so funny that they've got this like it's like they're back at school. Mm. And and it's like they're they're playing tit for tat at a school, they were playing like Kiss Chase or yeah. You're It or something. Yeah, It's ridiculous um, at the minute. It so really it is. I really I struggle with I struggle with doing content or bits on politics purely but not not, I don't struggle I could I just don't do them because um, I think it's funny anyway Mm -hmm. like do you know what I mean like the joke is already done in a sense because people like Jacob Rees-Mogg, like potentially running the country like it's it's an absolute love and how that guy could possibly be
1: I really don't want the country to be run by a dementor. I don't, no, I don't think that's going to no. be good.
0: His sisters. For anybody, uh, um, I'm going against all my morals. I'm talking about politics on the podcast. Uh, but, um, I only do that on. I do that on a different podcast. Uh, but you can. We can. Bring the two together. Mm-hmm. I, his sister's just—is it a sister? I think it's just yeah. Nigel Farage, isn't That's it? That's right. He's I read very, about
1: that. Yeah. It's hilarious. I think in terms of um, in terms of writing about politics, I think the most difficult thing must be for a political, a solely political comedian to write jokes that have got um, that have got longevity in them, because the news, the politics is Changed just moving so yeah. fast. So except,
0: Brexit. except Brexit, except well, Brexit.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the intricacies of Brexit are moving yeah, so fast. Yeah, I mean, i have not really kept up with it this week because I can't be arsed. I'm so i f- <laughs> <laughs> And most people are kind of sick of it now. But, um, but yeah, I've kind of stopped reading articles this week because it was just upsetting me. It was just annoying yeah. me. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, EastEnders. You could pick up an episode of that and you still know what all the characters are like mm. and you can predict mm. what they're going to do next. Yeah.
0: So, um, or the cliffhanger will be at the yeah, end of it. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, so yeah, you can dip in and out of it. But, yeah, I like hats off to political comedians out there. I think it's a wonderful like topic and I love to laugh at it and please keep on doing what you're doing. As I say, I only would do a terribly light touch mm. on... Throwaway comment here or there on politics, but I don't like to get too deep on t- into it. Um, what other stuff have been writing about? I had a job interview last week. I wrote about that. Um, which was hilarious. Well, I thought it was hilarious. Um,
0: hence, hence writing it. Yeah. It has yeah. to start with you yourself.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Do, you ever, do you ever
0: get a moment where you'd like, like, even, did you come out of that into and just like laugh, like laugh at yourself and you're like, oh bloody hell. Yeah.
1: Like, I particularly. That's laughed, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I laughed at the fact that I. Um, oh, I don't want to give away my, my material for free. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, I was laughing at some of the phrases that I came out with. Like, Mm. so... Like
0: buzzwords sort of thing, or...?
1: Not so much buzzwords, but, like, oh, my God, like... If I was hovering over myself, I'd be spewing on top of my head. It was, like, so cringeworthy. But good, and they loved me, so I'm hoping that I get another interview. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe there's a way
0: to such jobs, though.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We will see what happens. Um, I was busy saying, yeah, I've been with the same company for 20 years, and it's family um but you know the the level i'm at you know there's less opportunities and Mm. you know i'm looking for a new family is what i said and i was like
0: (laughs) oh my god (laughs)
1: new family with a 20 grand pay rise and flexible (laughs) benefits that's what i'm looking for um yeah the very definition of a family right so yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but imagine if good. you got,
0: like, your kids to a certain point. Like, I don't have kids, and you, you don't have kids yet? No right? kids. If no. You, get your, you get kids to, like, a certain age, where you get them to, like, 15, I want a new family.
1: Yeah, yeah. totally. I'm
0: now, now 50, I want I want a new wife. Yeah. I want some new kids. Well,
1: people do do that, come on. Yeah. People do do that anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, that's societally normal now, so... Yeah, it yeah. is,
0: yeah. Yeah, they're even making, like, divorce proceedings a lot easier now, and that you don't need extraordinary circumstances to get out of a marriage now which like the divorce.
1: I I did read about that um I don't think it'll make a difference
0: no I mean it's already bad anyway like with people getting shotgun weddings and then breaking up in two years and getting a divorce um yeah
1: but I don't know like whoa I don't know I've never been married so I can't actually I can't really comment that well but um I think it's it's tricky. I think the best thing you can do is get to know your partner so well mm. that there's no bloody surprises. Um,
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, make make your make your relationship so mundane and predictable <laughs> that you're safe. <laughs> no,
1: not mundane and predictable. Just no skeletons. I think no that's skeletons. The, yeah, yeah, no skeletons. You
0: these horror, you read these horror stories, don't you? Where people have, like. I've been dating a spook for like twenty years, that they didn't even know.
1: <gasps> that's horrible. That they've had, just... they've had oh. children,
0: they've they yeah. been through Yeah, and then, then you find out that actually they've got another wife in another country and
1: Oh that's awful. I've got a sneeze. Whoa. Uh, That'll sound good on the podcast. That's Excuse fine. me. Well but <coughs> oh.
0: just for the listeners' benefit. Um she sneezed all over my table.
1: I did not. <laughs> I, the snotters <laughs> on the couch, it's fine.
0: Um
1: yeah, um, yeah, what were we saying there?
0: Um, we're talking divorces? about. I don't you want to go back to it. To be mm, honest, fair days. Let's, let's let's use that sneeze as a nice <laughs> segue into another another topic. I, like many other comedians, um, had growing up like had a very different perspective on life. Like you just mm-hmm. just naturally like I went I. I've said this on a podcast before, I, I suffered from a bipolar from the age of mm-hmm. like 15. And ever since like that point, uh, my outlook on life was very different to those at school. I always felt mm-hmm. like a little bit older than my, my my age at the time. Or, yeah. or it was just a bit weird because I, I might have been going yeah. for like an episode or something. Mm-hmm. And, and which resulted in occasional bullying. And mm-hmm. I just wondered, like a lot of the comedians have a similar sort of story to myself. I just wondered what your childhood was like.
1: Normal, fabulous, loving, yeah. caring. Yeah,
0: well, fuck you then. I
1: know. I'm like <laughs> the worst person ever doing comedy, aren't I? I and
0: not only did you have an amazing childhood, you got a fucking good job, and now you want to I become know. a comedian.
1: I know what a bitch. <laughs> what can I say? Um, no, like I, I had a I have a wonderful family, big, loving, caring. Um, my sister lives in Australia. Uh, she's got two beautiful kids and a husband over there, whom I'm going to see on Wednesday. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, back, not
0: back home in Scotland.
1: No, in Australia. Australia. Alberta. Yeah, in Melbourne. Um, not just so that I can mind my little niece and nephew. She's got a, another little boy now. Give back at the end um, of the week. Yep. Yeah, not so that I can mind them for material. I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing their smiling little faces. Um, but yeah, are you married like, yet, Auntie? Uh, Yeah, well, she did say that the other day Hilarious (laughs) So I was like, oh, here's uh, here's say hello to Stephen And she's like When are you getting married? And I was like, "Like classic shutdown Um, I was like, well, if we get married You'll have to wear a dress, Alice No, I won't I was like, well, you do, you'd have to wear a dress And she doesn't like wearing dresses (laughs) Her mum puts her in long t-shirts um is what she calls them. Um but yeah, so that shut her up, so that's fine. Um she, she might you've yourself a bit more time. Yeah, she yeah. might not ask that question. It's a bit soon anyway, but you know, I think she just wants I think she just wants me to hit all the milestones. <laughs> She's four, but she still knows what the milestones are, the societal norms. Yeah. Um but yeah uh, yeah I'm I've, I've been really lucky. Like um you know Jesus things happen you know, my dad had cancer a couple of years back, prostate mm. cancer. Thankfully, they cut the fucker out. And um, not him,
0: the the prostate cancer.
1: No, my dad yeah. is very much still with us, and okay. I'm so happy about that. But that like, you, you know, have that to be was... careful with that one. That could yeah. be easily. <laughs> yeah, no. um, yeah, um, bless him. But it's, you know, it was really it was really hard, difficult thing to go mm. through for him, and you know, it did have a huge knock on effect. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I decided to get into comedy really was because I was like, had a look around hit 40 last year Mm. was like holy fuck what am I doing with my life nothing, I've not changed in the last 10 years Um, what are my passions what am I doing, what do I want to do Mm. Um, and the answer to that was I do want to perform in some way and uh, comedy is something that I've always enjoyed Um, and um, yeah, so cheers, pops. Uh, Giving so his... a big kick up the arse, getting your cancer, and yeah, but yeah, he's 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 doing okay now. But um, yeah, it's a hard thing to deal with. He's yeah, lost course. a bit, a fair bit of confidence, just about getting back on his feet.
0: So, do you do any content about your family at all?
1: A little bit, so um, uh, a little bit, um, not huge amounts. But they do get a mas- a, a passing mention. So some of the stuff that I talk about are things that people have said, and then the kind of chain reaction of thoughts that come to me after that.
0: Yeah. Um, so like family get-togethers, maybe at like Christmas time or something, people have come up with some dynamite like off-the-cuff
1: yeah. comment,
0: and you create something out of that. Yeah.
1: So usually, usually I get a bit of a roasting for not having a partner, not having a um. You know, not hitting the milestones, as I, as I said, like my, my little niece kind of... So
0: it's a it's a, it's a it's a wonder that you haven't had this epiphany earlier, because if they've been bothering you for like the last five years with the same thing... Yeah. And it took your dad to have prostate cancer to, to, to question your life and where it's going.
1: I think... Oh, Did you know you didn't know. take the
0: hint like five years ago? In, in the, oh, the one you up other Christmas parties. Oh, about
1: five years ago, I was in another relationship, and that wasn't the that wasn't the the one. Let's see, um, okay. and a nice chap just didn't work out. So okay, um, but I guess after that finished, then you get the whole um, oh, right, just kind of heal, put yourself back together. Um, and get on with things, and I just mm. got on with things and coasted for a bit too long. That's yeah. all. Um, okay.
0: And they wound you up for coasting?
1: No, nope, want... just genuine want to see me happy with someone. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, genuine, not winding me up, just genuinely care,
0: okay. which is nice. nice As yeah. I
1: said, fucking well balanced family. Yeah. Where's the comedy in that?
0: <laughs> I'm sure there is some. Yeah. i sure there is some.
1: There sure is. <laughs>
0: I mean, because then, but then there is, there is balance. There is comedy. There is comedy in that because, um, like stereotypes, like a sort of yeah. middle class outlook on life is quite, is quite funny. Oh, you're
1: assuming I come from a middle class family.
0: I don't, I don't. I, I'm, <laughs> well, you created a middle class life. Yeah. And with your, I Definitely. mean, that's, that, that's interesting. Like, so you got, you get to like, you're 40, you get, you get, you get to fourth, fourth floor. Mm-hmm. as they say, um, and you got to the top of your game in terms of your career,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how much ambition was left after that? Like, did, did you... Because you said you got to the point where you're, like, a little bit, kind of, like, feeling a bit lousy about stuff. Like, you thought, you have got stuck in a rut almost at like this. You're just, like, existing.
1: Mm. I think, career-wise, I kind of just hit a bit of a... um bit of a bold patch. Mm. Uh, just, Just kind of, like... Just coasting and not yeah. getting a tremendous amount. A like career
0: apolicious sort of. Huh?
1: Yeah, just like getting on with it, doing it day in day out. Mm. Great bunch of people that I work with. Huge laugh at work. Yeah. So really nice environment to yeah. work in. Um, but then kind of giving myself a wee bit of a kick in the uh, kick in the nuts to get on with things. So I took a nice secondment, which means that I can work from home. Yeah. Um, working in a global role, which is awesome but that's about to come to an end. Ah. So, I'm looking for a new job as I said some of the material coming out of the interview process for other things. Um so so that's a bit kind of oh shit. Um I might have to go back into a job that I think I probably Stayed too long in and, dare I say it, outgrown a little, which is yeah. a bit disappointing. But um, but yeah, I've just stayed too long because the people were lovely and they will remain lifelong friends. So I'm very lucky in that respect. Okay.
0: So, yeah. They don't listen to this podcast, are they? You haven't told them you're leaving yet. You? No. no. So just don't, no, don't. don't tell turn to listen to this podcast. I'm
1: not leaving. That's yeah. the thing. I don't yeah. know what's happening. So I'll go away to Australia for th- two and a half weeks and come back and I might have a job, I might not. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Nothing I
0: can uh, do. I'll, I'll send a CD to your workplace. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, please. Don't.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, like myself, like you're delighted that now there's there's so many opportunities for women in comedy. Like mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. I just wondered how how much further do you think the industry needs to go to to make it completely equal? Because, and I'm just gonna add a bit onto that because what you're seeing are all women bills now, where mm-hmm. they're only taking women, or a, a gig has got like four men, and now they're stopping any any applications for men, and they just taking mm-hmm. on women now to create a balance thing. I mean, mm-hmm. what, just, what, what do you think? How much further do you think it needs to go?
1: So let me unpick that. Uh, there's quite a lot <laughs> there. Um, in terms of... So there's... First things first, positive discrimination, I don't believe, is the best way to redress the balance Um, I think the best way to redress the balance is um, grassroots stuff so how are people being encouraged to get into uh, comedy so there's things like funny women uh, they do podcast articles etc and a really kind of positive um, uh, women only environment where uh, women can be nurtured Into a kind of comedy Either performing, writing etc And that's great a great support Um, Is there anything wrong with all female bills? No No, It's been all all male bills for a long time Mm. um, In a lot of places Um, Is it right that there's positive discrimination With regards to women? I'm fucking loving it mate I'm not going (laughs) to lie I'll take a gig You know what I mean But is it right? Not necessarily. Um, Do I believe that meritocracy is where we should be at? Yeah, but it's a long fucking way, mate, until Mm. we get to um, people being uh, booked based on their meritocracy, uh, based on meritocracy even. Um, That's the way it should work. That's the way it should be. Um, But, sad to say, women have been overlooked and it's discouraged Mm. with female talent. Um, you know you could say the same for different races you could say the same um, same for people who are from other countries as well like um, you know are there unique voices being heard enough maybe yes maybe not Um, but it's a a bloody tricky line that promoters kind of um, walk down um, in, in terms of trying to Balance a bill, and um, you know I do see things that say "women only" or um, "people from LGBTQ um, uh, community only," and yeah. um, you know they're trying to make they're trying to make their their bill appeal to a widest the widest audience possible, yeah. so that they can fill the seats. Um, so I get I get that. Yeah. That as well. It's a hard job promoting promoting gigs. Yeah. Um, as it is, and people just don't are not going out as much either. So the clubs are not. It's it's not easy to run a club, you know, at any level.
0: I think. And that's interesting because you hope that you get to a point with comedy that it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. whether. Okay, so this week there is an all male bill. Mm -hmm. That's just because they were the ones that we saw or we booked this week Mm -hmm. next week there could be six women and one man
1: yeah
0: right you shouldn't you think i think you're right in a sense that it that there should be like this positive discrimination there in a sense because it it gives it does give opportunities that aren't there otherwise Mm -hmm. because if you don't have women only bills at the moment if you use things like open comedy Mm -hmm. or even even the comedy collectives it, most of the time if you if you scroll down like comments i mean i do a bit of promotion mm-hmm. for my comedy gig and when you scroll down the comments when you post an opportunity you get a 99% male response mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. if you're only if if your only options are that in that case are male people because that's what they're, yeah um that, that there are more male comedians on mm-hmm. open comedy for example mm-hmm. Then you're picking from Allure. a, a, a lower, yeah. So that there are just naturally in in those all mm-hmm. places mm-hmm. less women doing comedy, yeah. And the reason that is is because there still isn't that equal opportunity there, right? Mm-hmm. So you need this positive, like you say, this positive discrimination there at the moment for women only builders because if you don't put women only into these posts, mm-hmm. you're gonna get most emails applying. So. Yeah. I and mean, I spoke to Agnes about the same thing in Uganda and she mm-hmm. said in Uganda the only difference between a male comedian and a, a female comedian in that sense is that the lack of belief in themselves, they say. So, so when they've when they've for example, when they've um and they, this was backed up by um uh Shapi mm-hmm. Korsandi as well, mm-hmm. who is a Iranian comedian mm-hmm. in, in the UK and very, very good comedian, and mm-hmm. they say that with when, when, when a man fails, for example, this is directly quoted from what they've said, when a man fails, they'll get back and get angry and they'll want to fight for it and mm-hmm. they'll get back and do it. Whereas if you're told you're not very good, sometimes if you go to a gig and you're lucky enough to get a gig as a, a female and an all male and bill and then you don't do well and you get bad comments and you, mm-hmm. you're discouraged from doing it mm-hmm. because someone blames it on you being a female comic or mm-hmm. that people just didn't get you, then we need to be better as as a collective at giving that confidence to people to stand up and take those opportunities. And
1: so I agree in some respects, and there has been studies done, you're right, around, um, uh, and it's more not in stand-up comedy, but more in a corporate environment, whereby yeah. um, women are seen to take less chances and take less of a punt on something that might be outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and why is that? Um, I don't think the study went into that detail. Forgive me, I don't have the study details. Um, but um, it's, it's grassroots. It's mm. actually what are you told as a, a child? What are you told um, as a kid grown up? Yeah. What is the societal norms? And what does being a woman mean or being a girl mean? Yeah. Um, and it, pushes, it does push my buttons. And um, like I joked earlier about Alice not wanting to wear a dress, Okay, you don't have to wear a dress no, love no. And you don't have to wear a long t-shirt either um, you can wear whatever you want you can love whoever you want you can be whoever you want so long as you're not hurting anybody else and so long as you're happy and you're doing the best that you can be as a human being and uh, I don't care what um, where you come from what your kind of beliefs are whether it's religion or whatever what gender you are identify with um it's about being a nice person and, and mm. trying to hold values that are true um and it does get my goat that we are stereotyped and you know I have to call you out you kind of and uh, those studies out as well around um around women are more like, like more like this mm. are they conditioned to be like that It's not bloody genetic that's for no. sure no. um and I do get. If I get, if I have a bad gig, or if I, um, if I um, think, oh, that was bloody awful, that was, or if I'm trying out some new material, and that's been a huge thing that I've had to learn how to, um, how to kind of step, step down and do new material. Mm. So it's not going to be good the first time you do it, but it can be okay, and you can pick the laughs out. So it's it's going from old gold, hitting it out the park, really getting a great reaction to go and write, find the gigs that I can confidently be amongst friends where I'm not going to be judged too harshly, get out the new stuff, look at your notes, write stuff in your hands and not be judged too harshly.
0: Yeah.
1: But I guess my point is not all women are going to be put off by that, but some women might be and some people might be put off that environment, Um, and certainly I've been in some environments where I've thought, oh, that was a bit shitty, that was, (laughs) Um, and just thought, oh, it's a bit annoying. Um, But I guess I'm old enough, I'm ugly enough to kind of just go, right, let's get on with this. I know what I want to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get on with it. It's very brave for me to even talk about this topic as a man because naturally, naturally, I'll always be come from a biased point of view because I go, look, the,
1: you don't have a voice anymore. white, male, yeah. straight. <laughs> fucking shut up. no. Yeah. I mean that's essentially what what um
0: they said that, that's What that the,
1: the premise not the premise, but that's kind of
0: that was the attitude towards women for many, many years in comedy was that
1: yeah. sit women sit down aren't, and shut up. Women was, aren't funny. I've heard that so many times. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I, don't I come just, to my gigs then.
0: I just think it's brave yeah. for people to even to even have the confidence to say that now. Because yeah. there is because I, I I honest maybe I'm so naive, but I honestly believe that as a as a as a society and a community and even as a world mm. that eventually we'll, we'll, we'll fall on the right side.
1: I don't just, know. I don't know what has to change. I really don't know what has to change to kind of break...
0: Um... But like you say, it starts grass- grassroots because when kids say, "Oh, I can't wear that because it's pink, because yeah. that's what girls wear, Yeah, and they're like four-year-olds uh-huh. saying that, then that just shows you how early we need to start changing people's mentalities. Yeah. And I think it's already changing, mm-hmm. but I just... Just you still watch it like the Secret Life of the Kids. I don't know what program. It is. There's oh, yeah. one of those when and this mm-hmm. you, you see them and and kids are still like that. Mm-hmm. Kids still think that um, oh, I can't guess how she's a girl. Mm-hmm. You know and yeah. it, that's really early on.
1: It, yeah, I mean I don't know. What's what weird. is that? Cartoons?
0: <gasps> Watching your parents? What? What is that? Why?
1: It's everything kids are exposed to. Yeah. Points to differences in expectations societal norms how does a 3 year old know that i should have a baby yeah. or think that i should have a baby how does yeah. a 3 4 year old
0: because i watched a disney film
1: maybe it might be because it might be because she's got dollies
0: dollies yeah right
1: it and might be and there's
0: a male dolly and a yeah, girl dolly she's and they got, got a baby dolly. she's yeah. got a
1: boy dolly she's got a mm. a, a girl dolly um, she knows that there's a penis on the boy dolly and there's not on the so the, she knows that there's basic anatomical differences um, actually I don't even know if there is a penis I'll check when I'm over in Oz get back to you on that um, uh, cheers, yes.
0: but, shall, we'll do another podcast all yeah about
1: that. that's it but um, yeah I don't know I, look <sighs> there's been so much um, what's changed what's changing now the Me Too movement it's amazing
0: um, amazing movement th- yeah
1: and, do you know, I would very much doubt if there's any woman out there that hasn't had a Me Too moment. Yeah. Um, I've had
0: it a, few, me, you a fair know.
1: few, yeah.
0: It really scares me, the, uh, the scale of it. Mm. And, that like, do you, know, do you know the feeling I got once? After, after this whole Me Too thing, and mm. I heard so many different views from women about it, I was walking down the street and I was looking at women... Like just generally walking through, and I just I just creepy. To this creepy. Yeah, 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 Me too. Um, no, no. I was just just walking down the street, and I and the thing that hit me was that within that space, mm-hmm. probably ninety nine percent of those women have have had a me too experience, and that freaked me out because yeah. it really it really disgusted me. It made me feel physically sick yeah. that 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 there are men out there that are, are, are treating women like that because it is disgusting, and they should be castrated and. And sent mm-hmm. sent off this earth because it's, there's no space for it. There's no there's no space for it in this world. And and I, and like I say, going back to what I said, I hope as a as a society we fall on the right side eventually. Because I think we're starting that. I just we just got a long way to go.
1: We've been starting it forever. No, yeah, mean? And that's what true. it feels like. You know, do I believe that my nieces and nephew, my niece and nephew, will grow up in a world where uh, uh, gender? Um, uh, LGBTQ, mm.
0: um,
1: race, ethnicity, colour—that will no longer be a problem. No, I, f- no, I fucking don't. I don't because I think there's so much hatred and bigotry and fucking stupidity out it's there. The Mostly
0: stupidity, yeah,
1: and ignorance about the fact that we're all just bleeding inside, we're blood, we're flesh and we're bone and we're people and no matter what you get up to how you live your life, where you live what have you, we're all just trying to get by it and, oh I don't know I just, it it boils it rips my knitting rips my knitting, there's a lovely Scottish phrase for you um, (laughs) that people just can't see past and you know, we're trying you know, it's it's tribal instincts I guess and it's shit it's just awful we're all the same it's now the time to tell you that I've got an Edinburgh show coming
0: up yeah um, so have you been to Edinburgh before?
1: <laughs> I have I've been there so I used to live uh, grew up just outside Edinburgh so we'd go for the odd day trip now and again but last year I threw myself into it and I went there for 10 days so over 30 shows um, helped out in a couple of shows as well Um and just saw as much consumed as much comedy as I possibly could. and So more was a
0: spectator than, than a performer? Huge
1: p- spectator only um, Okay, I didn't perform at all so I just started in earnest I'd done a couple of gigs literally before September mm. um, started in earnest in September and now I've done about 82 so I've been gigging hard is what I would say um, and yeah I loved it um, just absolutely loved seeing um, everything that I saw was amazing apart from a couple I'll not mention them um, but yeah, uh, yeah they, you'll really know who you enjoyed it. no they won't they, won't, they, won't, they won't, <laughs> wouldn't have noticed me being there but um, yeah myself and another comedian Rachel O'Connor are going to do a double hander and we'll be at the Kildurkin uh, or Kilderkin, don't know how you pronounce it. Um,
0: and that's in Scotland? It's what in, chance do we at, have?
1: At the Edinburgh Festival, yes. And that is from the 3rd to the 24th uh, of August.
0: And how long is that? How long is the show? Uh,
1: it's an hour show and it's on from 8.45 to 9.45. And apparently the pizzas are awesome! So Go um, to have some
0: pizza and watch some comedy.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. So our show is called Actually Totes Amaze um and really
0: pretty, lit, pretty
1: down, yeah, with, down with the kids yeah, yeah trying to you know pretend that I'm younger um yeah <laughs> Midlife crisis oh fuck okay. it i've had that that was a couple <laughs> of years back um but yeah it's going to be a really great show and we're going to talk about what it is to be a woman in this day and age um and just what's going on in our lives really yeah. Um, is that a
0: one person show is two, that, two, two people okay.
1: 200 um and yeah, we've we've actually got some pretty cool tote bags that we're going to be giving away to. We got some the best. merch as well. We got merch, yeah, yeah. Um, to the best audience members. So come and giggle your your head off, and uh, you could be walking away with a wonderful tote bag. So yeah, you So have what,
0: what, what's, Okay, so I don't want to give too much away about the gig because people still need a reason to go and see mm-hmm. it. But um, what, what, what's, what's the premise behind the show?
1: So, the premise being that, um, technically, we might still be termed snowflakes, uh, age-wise. Okay. Um, oh, really? Technically, uh, but really? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's Ugh. lots of different definition. Like out. the
0: millennial thing. Like, yeah. who, who are
1: they? I don't know. Anyway, so, um, we're kind of in a bit of two camps. So, yeah. my generation are we were pre-Facebook, pre-social media mm. and now we've got all of that. It's like, how do you kind of adapt to that? But you've used from
0: yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah
1: so you, probably, yeah, 20 years, but we know what it's like not to have social media yeah. as well. To yeah. grow up where your mistakes and what have you are hidden um, from <laughs> from social media. So,
0: Except from Mavis down the road. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah that's it. But, um, but yeah, so it's that kind of, you know we're driven by a very aesthetic society with instagram etc mm. um actually how do how do you adapt to that you know growing older you okay. know what do you show of yourself you know what is it that that the people
0: see yeah because you still have the values of privacy Yeah. because you know uh, although although my dad always tells me of how he, he could go and misbehave 3 or 4 miles away mm-hmm. and then by the time he's got home he's in trouble and grounded because yeah. the mess just got down the community yeah. very quick Mm-hmm. um so yeah what, so that's the that's the premise you are trying to you're trying to get across the well, what it is like for someone mm-hmm. in their early 40s who's pre technology mm-hmm. or say say pre technology pre pre social media mm-hmm. and now a part very much a part of it because because yeah. now you need to use social media to promote everything you do like, yeah exactly. what are your thoughts on that because i I really hate the fact that I have to use social media for promotion if i if I could go around flowering I would
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I like speaking to people, so I'll do a lot of that when I'm up at the festival. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just the way of the world, right? You know what I mean? Like, I find out about stuff via Facebook. Yeah. Um, I don't use Instagram as much. Um, I didn't use
0: it. I've set it up a couple of times and then deleted it. Yeah, so
1: I've got I've got Twitter. um Twitter. And I sometimes post on that, but we'll be doing a lot of kind of Twitter stuff um, in the run-up to the festival, um, posing some... Uh, esoteric questions online yeah. um, for people to get involved in promoting the show etc um, but but yeah you know it's it's another means of communication and you know that can't be all bad yeah. that can't be all bad so yeah uh, a lot of people from what I've heard anyway a lot of people will kind of go up get guest spots on different um, shows um, for the first year yeah. and then the second year go to their Uh, do a triple or a double hander yeah, and then for the third year or fourth year um, uh, then take a solo show up there, that seems to be the the kind of pathway Mm. for doing something there Um, uh, but there's all different ways of doing it, I guess, it doesn't matter one one shoe doesn't fit all so, and I guess I'm kind of going in with a double hander whereas I should have maybe done a triple hander but you know, hey ho um, whatever
0: it's whatever
1: whatever it's a challenge you don't
0: like it fuck off
1: not so much <laughs> I am concerned that people do like it and there, there'll be a lot mm. of people from Scotland that I grew up with or
0: really go in um, and see, family yeah. and
1: that will mm. come and support and they've already said that they're they're going to come and support so um, I want to make it good for them I want them to come I want them to mm. be proud of me I want I want to be proud of it you as well you are putting
0: a lot of pressure on yourself for your first time in Edinburgh
1: fuck so it so. it doesn't matter if I fail though you know yeah. what I mean like it doesn't matter um, and I think that's um, you know for me makes comedy makes a lot easier
0: if you have that mentality on. yeah it, comedy
1: is still fun and I think yeah. the minute it doesn't become fun I don't think I'll be able to do it anymore right because and, and the pressure even if the pressure is there because it's going to drive you forward then that can be fun yeah but if the pressure becomes too much yeah then I think that's that's going to tip over into the not fun.
0: <laughs> so aside from the Edinburgh show, what, what do you hope to get out of the next next year?
1: Um, I want to build up my set, um, build up from, from where I'm at, which is probably about 10 minutes. I've got about 10 minutes solid stuff. Um, I need to get that up to... Um, show level performance yeah. um, and get that up to the length of time that I need to fill which will be roughly 25 minutes Yeah, um, I'm uh, embarking on the first level of improvisation um, via the free association okay. um, which I'm really looking forward to and again for fun just to learn mm. and to be involved another string to the bow Um, Being creative, etc. So, I'm going to try and. uh, I'm going to. I've signed up to that. That's going to be eight weeks. Um, Trying to expand my skill set, my toolbox before I go to Edinburgh. Um, So, yeah, a lot going on. Four months. Uh
0: Just under about three and a half months now.
1: Yeah, so if I write five minutes a week, I should be fine. And then I can cut out the shite.
0: Get yourself on some previews if you can. Yeah. If you can get, it may be in the form of like a headline slot or an opening slot. Um, Mm -hmm. 25 minutes, that would be a good way of testing the Mm, material out.
1: For sure. Because
0: there's writing it, and then, because I've written hours of material, but I've never, some of it I've never performed. I may never perform. Yeah. Um, But actually, building five minutes and then trying to get that into like 25 minutes is quite hard without actually doing a full.
1: Uh, writing is not the physical art no no. writing is performing yeah (laughs) and then cutting and then cutting and then cutting yeah Um, and changing about and reordering and restructuring and that's writing and that's the bit that's hard I think
0: hard but also fun like I I quite like like you say the challenge I mean you get it in your your day job Mm. yeah you know, and I'm sure that's sort of part of the reason you're, you you you've done so well at your day job because mm-hmm. it's the challenge, it's the hustle, it's the, mm-hmm. the struggle, it's the it's the it's the not knowing mm-hmm. sort of or knowing that I'm not good enough and needing mm-hmm. to be better that, that sort yeah. of drives you to to do it anyway. So I really in some ways I really hope that your comedy career doesn't skyrocket because I think that if it became like a chore you needed to do it, you had mm-hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. that suddenly you would be doing your day job as your hobby yeah and then struggling Mm -hmm. through trying to make you know because the fun part of the 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 thing is that it's completely nutty on your terms you don't you know you don't have to worry about like saying something wrong that's going to end your career
1: Mm. you're just
0: doing it because you have have a, a microphone and you can
1: I'm doing it because I have a passion for it and I have a passion for communication. Yeah. Um, and I want to get better at it mm. and I enjoy it. Um, uh, we'll see. Like, I, I don't have, like... I'm not like, oh, get me on the telly or... Nah-ha. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Um, but equally, you know, whatever comes of this... Passion, then whatever comes. You're open, and I will so. take take opportunities and yeah, um, see where it leads.
0: I just always stays fun for you. That's all. It, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, it, yeah, it will. It will.
0: <laughs> you find somewhere or another. I, I find
1: the good. fun wherever I go. So yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I think um, <laughs> the Edinburgh thing, um, getting ready for that and getting organised for that. I think, I think the most challenging bit has been to get the pair of us in the same place at the same Same time time, two busy women trying to do the day job and also Mm. um and that's been the most challenging bit but as soon as we get together we make decisions it moves things forward streets so um so i think that's that's been the most challenging thing about applying for the festival um because it is quite a bit of work it's quite a bit of work
0: yeah, and, it, and um, it gets daunting as as you get closer to it. I mean, I've not yeah. taken, I, I haven't, and I haven't taken a show to Edinburgh yet, and I, I will eventually, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need to. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I know I'm probably ready to do it. I just mm-hmm. don't need to. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and I know that the, the idea that some people would go there thinking that they, that they were used to in the '90s, we would go there, mm-hmm. and then by the end of the Edinburgh, they could have a TV show or have a, a spot okay. on... A spot on yeah. a sketch show or something, mm-hmm. or or a panel show that mm-hmm. that used to be the way that you got such yeah. opportunities, but now anyone who goes up there believing that they're going to come out of Edinburgh with with money mm-hmm. <laughs> first and foremost, or or a name, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I worry for them because it is it does hemorrhage cash. Even yeah. the free fringe hemorrhages time and cash because yeah. you have to stay somewhere and, yeah, and
1: accommodation but, is the absolute yeah fucking joke I'm not gonna lie and I've not got that sorted yet but um yeah. Anyway, that's that's one little pressure I need to figure out before I go on holidays. But camp, um
0: camp somewhere. you have got a car. camping. Fuck
1: camping. Are you nuts? <laughs> Look in, at me in,
0: in Edinburgh. That will well.
1: strike you as a woman who camps <laughs> for a month at a time in Scotland.
0: <laughs> fuck
1: camping. Loads of
0: material in that
1: for a month. I don't mind. I do like camping, but not for a month and not, not for outside a month. Edinburgh. Thanks. Very no, much. <laughs> not in Scotland. No thanks. Um <laughs> Scottish camping is wonderful, wild, beautiful yeah. place to visit. Again,
0: any campsite, if you like sponsoring a podcast, say yeah. great things about camping. And yes, exactly. if you sponsor the podcast, I'll absolutely recommend <laughs> you to camp, someone to camp for a month for Edinburgh.
1: Yeah, um, not me.
0: <laughs> but and only if you give me a lot of money. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, But yeah, no, that's a big pressure, big pressure to get the accommodation yeah. sorted. And it's really expensive. But for me... Honestly, it's for the love,
0: isn't it? It's for the enjoyment, the, for the buzz.
1: It's the excitement. It's actually the challenge of writing mm. twenty-five minutes, um, of making that material absolutely stellar, of yeah. performing it, of like bringing that energy day in, day out. Yeah. Of creating a bit of a buzz, letting people that have seen me or have seen me kind of try stuff out um, or, you know, I've been saying, oh, I'd love to come and see you. Actually saying, well, come. You are you know, I'm in Edinburgh, it's not far, come here and see me. And um, it's always been a a lifelong ambition to go to the fringe for me. So Mm. I didn't know how, I didn't know what doing, but um, I've got that opportunity and I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely, going to make the most of that. One comedian... um, uh, That often on bills with said to me, I'm going to treat um, I'm going to treat Edinburgh like it's comedy boot camp, and I'm sure that's been said before. Um, And I think it's a great way of looking at it. So you know, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes of getting to do your material for 23, 24 performances, amazing.
0: Yeah, on on, you know back to back as well. Yeah, Um, exactly. And, get... and by the end of it if you don't learn something from it then then you
1: you're nuts yeah, <laughs> yeah. you've got to take yeah. something from it
0: yeah. and I think
1: f- the other thing that I'm really quite concerned about is getting match fit not just the material like having the stamina to mm. like put in the energy so I'm like working on getting fit getting like healthy exercise etc um, etc cetera, et cetera, so I don't get ill like taking care of myself before I get to Edinburgh as well, because I think that's a huge, a huge deal. It does deal. take
0: its toll. I mean, yeah. I, one of the comedians I spoke to, Paul Richards, he was up there, and, I, and he got, he had um, shingles oh, throughout bless, the whole month. Oh, that's awful. Um, but he did every single show. Jeez and oh. And got through it and everything, and it was quite a often off to him, because he's one of those yeah. people that is just, just a workhorse, he would just, yeah, do it, and he's an, he's an incredible comedian, incredible mm. um, musician, and stuff. And, yeah. and but yeah, I mean, it is it is a it is it is tough. Mm. It's tough. I mean, but it's a good insight for any new comic mm-hmm. into what the lifestyle of mm-hmm. being a, a touring comic would be like. Anyway, because yeah. you know you look, just look at their schedules; they fill up a month every month, yeah, and they're traveling up and down the country, different countries,
1: exactly. And so
0: yeah. if you can if you can do you know, or if you can't do. Edinburgh, then then mm. maybe reconsider. Yeah, um, but yeah, not not saying you personally. I just mean yeah. you. This is all very well doing five minutes a night every mm. week, but doing twenty five minutes on a big show mm. for twenty three days is is an undertaking.
1: Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> no, I am looking forward to. It. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, uh, some of the things that we've been doing. So like getting. Like, getting the photos right, even, for yeah. the, the programme and um, doing the blurb and things like that has been great. It's been really interesting, really mm. fun. Um, and, like, we are designing some little tote bags and stuff, so a huge amount of different skills... <laughs> Being used and kind of thrown this. Uh... If you
0: don't sell them, I'm so going to be looking on eBay to see how many having to try and flog
1: yeah, for a discount exactly. price yeah, after doing... the event. Yeah. Well, it's a limited number only. I've only yeah. got two hundred. I bet a few them, famous so... comedians
0: they signed these tote bags. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, yeah, we will have two hundred only at the moment, limited edition, and limited they'll be edition. fabulous. Yes. Um, we're uh, giving them away to the best audience members oh, okay. so two our show we'll be given away mm. um, uh, for reasons yet to be disclosed so, yeah, so you'll we'll be able to get up rid of the them night. then,
0: you'll be able to flog them quite easy if, if you're giving uh, them away
1: yeah we're not going to flog them, we're going to give them away to special people
0: but I will again I'll still look at eBay to see how many people have whacked them up on eBay after afterwards, I see after the, oh, the, exactly, see. Yeah. So the, after the sort of vibe is gone.
1: Yeah, I guess that depends how good we are. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And what value they are? Because you you'd yeah. be thinking, oh, I could have sold them for this. I made a ten few, pence. Yeah, uh, ten pence. Know. Never mind. They're not plastic, are they? No. You're six months in. It's a very, very new in comedy. But mm-hmm. you, you know, you've written your, you're writing your Edinburgh show. You're taking out mm-hmm. this year. Is there any, is there any specific advice? That you'd give to a comic that just is is on the fence about starting um and yeah. wants to do it but mm-hmm. is afraid like all of us were at yeah. one point what what's the sort of advice you'd give to someone like just starting out in comedy
1: it's the same advice that i was given when i was starting out which is just do it um just just book gigs um and commit to doing them and do them don't back out because that fucks off promoters quite rightly yeah. just get up and do it even if it's shit and people talk about dying nobody actually dies you know I mean no, you know nothing bad happens if you're standing in a room full of eight strangers and you're saying stuff out loud if it doesn't work out it doesn't matter and it's okay um, and once you've done it a few times it get, does get easier Um Write stuff everywhere. Um, take down notes. Don't think that you'll remember stuff because you won't remember stuff. That's true you will forget. I've woken up with fully formed jokes and thought, oh, I'll go for a shower and then I'll write that down. Nope, gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> raging, absolutely raging at myself. And it, you know, clearly... Gotta buy it was, bread. Oh, yeah, shit, it,
0: joke's gone.
1: It, clearly it was the answer to the all world's problems and stuff, you know, and it's just blown out of my head.
0: Lo and behold, it's fucked off.
1: Gone away. So... So yeah, just write down whatever you can and um, listen to yourself, watch yourself as much as it pains you to do it, record yourself all the time and listen back. Uh, another great bit of advice someone gave me was to sit with your recording, be it vocal or um, video, um, and look at what you wrote and see what how it matches up. So that was a great bit of advice the promoter gave me. Um, see how it matches up add in stuff that you like take out stuff that didn't work and just continually um, cut and paste and um, yeah just keep on going but what the fuck do I know I'm just starting out and I don't know my hours from my elbow and all I know is it's super fun and I've met some amazing people and yeah it's given me a wonderful new lease of life so midlife crises can be good (laughs) 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 so yeah
0: and on that bombshell, thank you so much for joining me, Lorraine.
1: No problem. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Well, 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 we really touched on some hot topics in that conversation. If you have any thoughts or feelings about what we spoke about in the, in that episode, then please feel free to get in touch. You can do that by emailing me on podcast at lukeandersoncomedy.co.uk also on Twitter or Facebook at Luke A Comedian. Also, Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. Plus, if you have a couple of quid spare, you can also donate to the podcast at lukeantonycomedy.co.uk forward TCO podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please join me again next week for another brilliant episode, and I'll see you soon. Hello, I'm Luke Anthony. Do you love hearing about the stars, careers, lives, and mental health? or Meet the Stars is a brand new podcast all about that. Join me every week from Wednesday the 2nd of December for an excellent conversation with a different star each episode. Simply go over to members.starevents.online to become a member, which gives you exclusive access to every episode and so many other brilliant features just for you. See you there.